Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is How You Manage Technology, from Alexa and Siri to screens and YouTube. Screens and technology are challenging in this very connected world. Parents are making choices again and again, sometimes minute to minute, from how much screen time, when and where, to do you want your child's toys to know your child's name, Two, how are Alexa and Siri changing your child's social skills and sense of empathy? It's an exciting world of new choices for parents every day, and I'm looking forward to hearing about how technology interfaces, intersects, and possibly changes your family interactions and routines. I want to know about parent technology use when you are around your children. I want to know about if your children are experiencing the impact of distracted parents, um, and how you live in a world of constant ongoing tech connectedness. I want to hear from our very, very special guests here at the Square Table today for a tech update from their homes. A great big welcome to Stacy Blass, Jane Berger, and Jessica Lippman. Stacy, I know that you've already tweaked and adjusted technology options for your family. How would you describe your current tech interactions for you, your husband, and your boys. Ta-da. So they've ch- they've changed a bit, and one change was not so much by choice, but by necessity. We were having an i a TV on the iPad problem with our oldest. We have a four year old and a one year old, and the four year old when he between two and three and a half, if you took the iPad away, it was full-on meltdown that there was no sensible recovery from. And it was the only thing. He never went through the terrible twos. He never had, like, been bad his or not listened his whole life. So it was a bit traumatizing. Um, we switched it, the same shows, from the iPad onto the regular TV and for whatever reason, that made a bit of a difference. And the only time there was the meltdown was to turn it off to go to bed. Uh-huh. So Amy had actually suggested, and we switched around the times a little because we were limiting him to an hour of TV on weekdays or an hour of whatever it was, FaceTime, TV, anything with the screen. And so when we changed it to instead of being the hour right before bed to the hour before that so that there was time 
before it, we had the meltdown a little bit at the beginning, but then we had more recovery, and then it became routine, and it was normal. What a great... Okay, so Wait, scheduling so it, and the right. idea of the shift from right before bed... That it wasn't relaxing during bedtime. Right. It was getting those brain chemistry dopamines right. going so that he couldn't let go. And we were great about it. We were... We, we didn't really have a TV problem until we had a second child. And then it was like, you know, that story where the TV sort of steps in mm-hmm. to occupy so you can take care of the other. Well, wait, wait. Before you get to the sibling, I want to I just explore for a second the idea of the television was less of a struggle than the, than it the definitely was than the iPad. And that's do you do we think that that's just because when I hold it yes. it's mine. Absolutely. I think it was control yeah. the the distance it is away from the face and our TV at the time like people would come into our house and make fun of us like are you living in the stone age because the TV that the kids would watch in the TV <laughs> playroom was made for the playroom as an in indestructible so it wasn't like a new fancy smart TV it was an old TV the colors were way off like it was tr- <laughs> it, it's a, like a 15 year old TV it was a giant box and that like happened to sort of show TV shows basically I love it. and so I think there was a difference in the quality you know he's the brand new iPad with that blue screen or whatever it is that like is like meth to them I don't don't (laughs) know like whatever it is that pulls them in he didn't have that same relationship relationship with the big TV and also he didn't know how to change it he didn't know how to go to another show he didn't know how to go to the next show so it made and even just the physical difference of an iPad is so much so much more child friendly oh, yeah. than that. Since than they're the basically remote. born, they can put their finger in. It's it's and all swipe. yeah. That's it's unbelievable. Right. Right. Yeah, under one, under one. You're uh-huh. under one. They're oh, made to sure. be that way. Yeah, right. for sure. So now let's go to sibling, and then we'll find out. So, now, so so then the t- then there was a TV with a great routine. Everything is good, and, and then, then we had Sammy, and the TV sort of stepped in for a lot of time that we were all home. That like when it was just me and both kids that I had no choice and I was actually having a lot of trouble with bedtime and Jane gave me a new bedtime routine because I was like, Jane, I'm going to die. You better tell me what to do. <laughs> and Jane gave me a new bedtime routine and it and it worked. So we, we then made a switch again, but Eli was a little older and he understood that he was just watching right before bed so that mommy could have special time with Sammy and put Sammy to bed. And then then that, as soon as I came back, the TV was going off, but that was okay because mommy was coming back. And that sort of solved our bedtime issue and miraculously didn't really make a TV issue. Now the big thing in our house is... um, maybe distracted parenting with Mati and I each being on our phones, my husband and I each being on our phones, and that balance, but also we have Alexas now since last okay, December. So I want to come back to parent use, role modeling. I want to come back to Alexa. Because Alexa has and that whole- become part of our home. Okay, <laughs> but let's let's ta- let's stick with the simpler tech issue to start with, and that is just 
technology as the babysitter, technology as the convenience yes. for parents that I can plug them in, um, and 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 then how we make those choices. So it made it so that we could eat out together. Okay, yeah. so so as far as with other adults, <laughs> so so kid use of screen time. How are how what it, you use it before bedtime? You have a great routine now because he knows he's going to get you a hundred percent. Um, and then, and then when you go, and then where else are you using so it? There are plenty of parents who won't let their kids use iPhones or tablets or whatever it is at the table, at home, or out to eat or wherever. We don't do screen time while we eat at all. Like that's like we're not really rule followers in our house. The thought of it is even. A stretch, but, but that, I mean, we just don't. But when we go out to eat, um, we let them, well, we let Eli, the big one, we let him, I should say the older one, we let him watch something after he's done eating. He has to wait for the food to come, he eats, and then when he's done eating, we'll give him something. And to me, it's fine. To other parents, it's not right for them. Um and to my family, this is like the most appalling thing they've ever seen. Okay, um, like they would other generations, no they would time exactly, in, but in, in social settings right. at all. But they don't have the attention span we have, and I think it's perfectly fine if he's been well behaved. He eats his food. We're sitting around the table not because we're still there eating, but because we're socializing. Mm-hmm. I don't see any problem with that. But you find other parents who do or don't. And for example, we can go out with Jane and Andrew because we all let our kids and they watch it together. It becomes a communal <laughs> well, event I want to for pass them. It to Jane because you said that before we turned on the mic. Is mm-hmm. we love going out with you guys because there's no judgment right before we do let me just put out here that if you're whatever screen time choices you're making even parent use choices i always say in parenting in general if it isn't a problem you don't have to fix it regardless of all the criticism, judgment, and all of that. So it's really, I don't want to get into this. This isn't about how we defend (laughs) that the choices are okay because there's always going to be disagreement over do they have the maturity to sit at the table? We don't have to have that debate. The bottom line is there will be some families that they are very happy to have no screen time at any table, anytime they can invest themselves in that process. They can and they can live by that without being frustrated, insane, crazy parents. I don't have that in me. If you it have something, exist. and that's what I want to say, this is a no judgment podcast. <laughs> you know, if you're seeing your children thriving, happy, and managing it, and it's working for mm-hmm. you, you guys don't have to fix anything that's not broken. But there will come a moment in time when you have a system in place that stops working like you've experienced before. And that's when you have these conversations to say, hmm, am I becoming overly reliant, overly dependent? Do I, is it not the way I intended it to be? Then you make those changes. So um, we love your choice. We respect your choice. I'm sorry your family doesn't all um, think it's the best out there. But you know what? You'll be the great perfect parent in other situations. So, no such or, thing as perfect parent. Or, or not. And I'm in fine a, with that but too. But it's situation by situation. Sure, Everybody right. has those moments where it's like rock star. So you can have that and you don't have to have it all the time. So Jane, um, back, if you want to just piggyback yeah. on the meals and then you're kid use situation in your house. So I think 
you know, talking to what Stacy said, one of the great things about, and we go out with fam- with our families a lot to eat, is it really is just easy. I don't have to have the conversation. You know, do you mind if I pull out if I pull out the phone and the two older ones find a show that they're both okay with and they sit and they watch together. Are they watching on one screen? They on watch, one screen you, and they're socializing. You they're know, talking. I, I will they're our big ones will sit next to each other and it's. It, and it's, so it's great because they're actually, an interaction they're for them. So it's I want not I just two quick time. points, and I want, I'll try not to keep interrupting. But the idea of sharing a screen, I think, is 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 a lovely concept. And then I think the idea that you do have that awareness that with other friends or with first time friends, I have to ask, do yeah. you mind? And so there is this understanding that we're not all there isn't this universal consensus on what works and doesn't work no and so that's the first thing so we always bring you know and i learned this from stacy but we always have table like restaurant toys or table toys from the dollar section of target or from the dollar store or whatever and we just leave them there and we move on to the next toy but there are only so many of those that keep them active they're sitting for a while especially with our we have a one and a half year old and a three-year-old and our one and a half year old there's only so many table toys that we can Occupy. We're really good with sugar packets. Those are phenomenal <laughs> toys. And, and the milk so, yeah, yeah, the milk until they learn how to yes. open them. Fair. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> oh that we listen nice, to them. That's science. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Extra napkins. So when, so especially with our older one, because I'm constant. We're constantly. We have to occupy our younger one. She's not quite at the interested in the phone, except for TV, except for touching buttons and moving things. But in terms of sitting and watching has zero interest in it right now. But our older one can sit and, and watch. And so in order for us to be able to occupy the younger one to actually sit through a meal, the, that's that's how we get through the meal with the older one. So she'll play with the table toys. And then we move on to the phone when when we've exhausted all options. And every you know when we go out with new families, there's always the question, you know, do you mind? And once our three-year-old has asked for it and she knows that this is, for our family, acceptable, then it becomes difficult because if the other family says, you know, we prefer not, you you don't. It's hard. It's a hard balance. You can't do it in front of the other kid, but at the same right. time, your and kid again, doesn't really understand why that's not okay. But I will say, you know, as that person who has sometimes a different rule in the classroom than you have in your house, can't walk with a food in the classroom, but you can in your house. Neither rule is better than no. the other. But but you can say to your child, you know what? You should you know why we ask? Because in order to be polite, all children either get to use their devices together or not. And then and then you can do that if then, you know what, I know I'm asking you to wait. Um, if you have to wait, this is what we can do in the meantime. And then, you know, I'll make sure you can watch this special program when we get back to the house if you still want to. Right. You know, it's really this delayed gratification balance, yeah. where, um, you know, but you know what, but we really like to go to dinner with Eli's family because then we get to do it together. Well, that's the thing. So we don't, I mean... In general, we don't ask each... We just kind of... Yeah, you know, we know. You know. We just know what works. Yeah. And so I can take one to the bathroom and we have food ordered and things are happening. So it makes it easier. But um, <laughs> Because we, we co-parent. With because we co-parent. <laughs> <laughs> Jane and I. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. So, but we, so we started with... Our older one started with the phone... Mainly, it started out that we only used it, not because we didn't approve of it, but it just, for us, what we were using it for was only on the plane. Mm -hmm. And then once we had our second, I couldn't nurse and 
cuddle and hold and occupy. And our older one was at the time uh, 19 months when she when she was born. So it became it was it was a hard balance. So she took to the phone and she was willing to hold and watch a show while I nursed our younger one. And so it at least occupied her. And then at some point. It wasn't working sitting on the chair to in our you know on our the chair together in the room. So uh, our older one would we would put her out on the TV in the living room, and I can hear her and it was fine. Yeah. But she would be fine just sitting and watching a show when she knew, like Stacy was saying, you know, as soon as our younger one is in bed, then it's our time. Okay. So eventually, once I stopped nursing and bottles went away, and now our older our younger one is able to to kind of partake in bedtime and we're reading books and we're kind of, we're all doing it together, then our older one is still looking for, like, sh- this. she's gotten used to having that screen time mm-hmm. at bedtime. So now we read books in baby's room and then Sammy and I, our older the one, go into space. her room and that's our, we've already done the books and then we watch a show. But now we've transitioned just recently into we've watched our show and then we have a few minutes of cuddle time and then we go to bed. But now we need a drink of water and we need to go to the bathroom oh. and then we need another drink of water and then we want to cuddle again. Classic bedtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. classic bedtime. So we're just transitioning to that. We want more of this show. And so we're just kind of, yeah, we're well, there is, really good at there it. There was <laughs> one tip out there, and then I'm going to pass it to Jessica. There are lots of things I want to come back to, specifically like how we facilitate transitions. And then the idea of um, occupying our children with technology and just an awareness of what that means for them, what they're getting from sure. that, why and how you make those choices. Um, but, th- but for transition, there was a great article that said, engage before you turn it off. Mm-hmm. That there is something in terms of those neural pathways of the brain that if I sit down and my child's looking at their, their tablet and I say, oh, look, you know, Daniel Tiger's doing right. this, or you sit down and sing with them. The minute you bring in that personal connection, you engage in exa- meet them exactly where they are in that experience, they pull back out of the experience in this brain pattern way that then allows the transition to be easier. So just want to yes. throw that out there that if, if you want, before you just disconnect, before you do, you, that's not, this is not a time when you want to do one, two, three, grabbing the tablet. That will be torture. Mega that, meltdown. That, that major meltdown. Um, and we also do, you know, I give her, you know, we're watching one show and then I say two minute warning. Sometimes the show is longer. So I say yeah. two minutes and then, and we're turning it off. So at least I, it's not a grab and pull. Right. But and if she's a, if she can connects with you when you say that two minutes, mm-hmm. that she now knows. Now I'm preparing myself for the transition. Exactly. Eli, I'm not sure was able to do that. We had to get transition. those sand timers. Sand timers. Oh, Amy showed us. Something Amy showed else. us the sand timers, and we had to use them. The the kind that you know, yeah. the, like an hourglass. Yeah. So right. now he has something else to focus on. Right. Which is and engaging. he's watching it, so he knows when it's over. It's over. Yeah. Because, but it's also steering his brain out of that addictive connection that the devices have on. But all they of also us. need that closure. Like for me with yeah. my son, if I have to explain to him, okay, we are going to move on to the next activity, or we're going to go to bed, or whatever it is, and I have to explain and have a conversation. Okay, well, we get one more minute, and this is this is this is it. Okay, mom. All right, now we're going to turn off. And I talk to him as I'm. Okay, now I'm going to press the button. We're done, and that's it. Because he needs that to understand that. that I mean, he's two. So I mean. 
almost three, but he needs to understand that this is this is it. You're done. We say goodnight to the yeah. TV. But there is this. Oh, yeah. And, and I guess we give kisses to toys. We kiss, do, kiss, too. Kiss the TV. Say kisses. goodnight to the TV because he's going sure. to bed. Yeah, so just, and I, Okay, and then we're going to come back to are these devices animate, <laughs> oh, which gosh. is going to take us right <laughs> to Alexa. <laughs> Oh, it's the big question, oh, with, with, especially with when the boys. When they're 10 years old, kissing the TV, great. But no, no. It's the magic of early childhood. <laughs> okay, but let me hear from Jessica just in terms of how, what's your well, kid use I feel bad because before I had a child, um, I was super judgy, and whenever I saw... <laughs> Um, a parent with the phone with their child, I was like, wow, bad parents. That was so me. I was like, wow, they are just horrible. And now I'm like, I am that. I mean, I just, I, I am, I'm totally that. And I feel bad, but you know what? In order for me to have like a dinner with a friend or a family member or my husband or whatever, I need that because it's just, then it's all about the child. I mean, there needs, like when I'm at dinner with my husband, I need to be able to talk to my husband, and I can't. So, I mean, of course, it is more of a last resort, but we still do toys. We do coloring books. We do whatever. All of your children have great imagination, great thinking skills, great problem solving But that gets old, and I don't want to keep buying toys all the time. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, our car is an abundance of toys. Can we talk about the quality of the the, the programming that they're looking at? Well, that's true, too. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) There are junk TV Adults and parents <laughs> programming so, TV. Like on, so on YouTube, like and and so here's the thing. So I work, I work from home, and my and I work in the morning. So my husband is watching my son in the morning, and I am downstairs working. So I I cannot um, be in charge of what he's watching. So my husband um, gives him the phone. Um, okay, and there's something I can do about that because it, it is early if he wakes up at like six in the morning or five thirty, and he, he has to, you know, entertain him. So, um, you know, if he uses the phone, I, I, I'm hoping he doesn't use it for a long time. Um, but he also sometimes goes to sleep because he's so tired himself, and I'm like, like, you know, I wish that, you know, we could put toys in or whatever, but it's not always that because he's tired too. And, and I get it. this could be it. true I mean, with grandparents. This yeah, could be true with mm-hmm. anybody. I mean, so it's our, hard. You, it's you, hard to find the balance, but, I, but you know, uh, so it is what it is. It is what it has to be is, is what I'm saying and again, right now. Sanity trumps yeah. everything else right. in the world. I need right. parents to be happy and sane. Right. I need this to work for you. Right. Um, and then I want you to be reflective and, and look back. So so yeah. there are options where you could have that software where the kids are actually like painting on those screens and they're yeah. creating things yeah. on those screens. That's not what my kids are doing. And they are beautiful, open-ended, <laughs> wonderful programming, which will be another podcast right now. But, that's I, just, but it is about control, as you were saying before, because when my son has um, the, the phone, he knows how to press the buttons. He knows how to watch other videos. He knows how to do. He he knows he knows how to. He could. He, he can play. Yeah, they can find what they that. want on he YouTube. Knows, he he knows the YouTube app. He goes that one, mommy, mm-hmm. and he presses it. He he can do it himself. Yeah. I mean, he's been able We're to do it himself needed. for for like months and months and months. I mean, he's almost three, but like I would say at least at you know starting at two, he could press the button and yes. he knows how to do it. Yes. I mean, and I like never really wanted that at such a young age, but you know it is what it is, and I can't. You know, it's what it's what is now. Right. It's what and is we're excited now and also. we're proud of them. So. And you're tra- how are the trans? So the transitions are working okay. 
And and what about the rest of, when else do you give him devices? So I love that we have camp because now it is, obviously there's no TV, there's no, there's nothing to, to you know, to stimulate him like yeah. as the screen time. So I love that he's interacting with, with um, children his age and he's social and, and that's fabulous. So it's great. And then he comes home and he's napping and pretty much by the time he wakes up, we'll watch a show and we have a cookie. That's just our routine. We always have the Oreo cookie and we always watch Curious George because that's our jam. And after that, we'll either go to the park or we'll have dinner and then we got to watch the show again because that's the routine. So you've got this balance and you've got this this screen time, activity time, right. engagement time. But then if we're not doing something, it's, you know. And if I have to get work done, if I have to get work done, I mean, I have to because if something I need is time sensitive, I have to just put them. But I try to, you know, let's let's interact. I'm going to throw it out. I don't want to spend time on this today, but I do want to say, you know, there is that idea of occupying our kids. Um, and there, and and we are doing that, and devices give you the ability to do that, like nothing else we had ever invented in the world. Mm-hmm. We had to quit it, and it's been like life changing in our house. How, but I know you tell want us on another podcast. Oh, go ahead. Want, yeah, oh, go I can ahead. tell you about because that. Because what I want to say is, when kids are bored, when kids have to fill time, when kids have to use their imagination, when kids are left to look around that room and find the pillow fort and yeah. and and line up their right, animals, their you know that mm-hmm. then that that necessity does create the ability to be resilient, resourceful in ways that technology robs. Eli didn't really start self-play until we took that away. I mean, because he was the only child until three, and because he had all, when I'm home, I work full-time, but when I'm home, he'd have all my attention. He would, when my husband told me he has all my husband's attention. He was the first grandchild on my side. We had a full-time live-in nanny. I mean, he had attention 100% of the time, and it never, he never didn't. And then the TV was the only TV, but TV on the iPad, was the only other occupier. He really, he couldn't play by himself. He couldn't really be by himself. Um, and we still use it as an occupier, meaning for the yourself, TV, for the as an occupier. Well, for him, if we've been in a restaurant too long or something like that, but we don't do it at home anymore. And he's learned how to play. He yeah. plays with his toys by himself. He had never played with toys before. He plays with his brother's toys by himself. He um, forced him. He remembered. He, he, he found out he has a brother. Or did you create help create that? I think he did it pretty naturally. I don't think we really helped. I think he had it was, to we were it out. walking out of a room, and he was going to have to stay there, and it was him and his toys, and the TV wasn't going on. So first he started playing with his toys. Then he started. Did he ask about the TV? No. Why is it not on? Well, yeah, at the beginning, he wanted the TV, and we said, it's not time for TV right now, and we'll be right back, or we're about to do this, or we're about to do that. We don't have... So we let him watch a complete show, so we don't have long enough for a complete show, and he actually understands that because he was already three. He could start to understand those things, and then he started to play with toys, and then he started to say... Can I have arts and crafts to do while you're gone or while this is happening? And we'd set him up at the table and he'd do that. And that's when he started playing by himself. And now he can play by himself. And now he wants to do those activities with his friend or with his brother. And Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, I mean, we're way less TV at home than we've ever been before. Um, Okay. When we get there, we still have 
I do think that's the ultimate smart device issue. Okay, so let's so now let's go to the smart devices, um, and then we'll finish with parent use. So, um, who wants to start on Alexa, Google, Siri? Um, We don't really use it. You don't have it. No. We use Google, but um, mostly for, like, just for, for my son to hear some songs. So, and he likes to sing it and go crazy before, you know, bedtime. So, but, but he knows it's so cute he tries to talk to Google. Does he ask politely? Uh, no, I mean, well, he, <laughs> he, he just, he'll, okay, Google, like, you know, tapping on the thing, like, why aren't you working? And because, you know, he his, he's not clear in his pronunciation, so it's not going to turn on. So then he gets a little angry at Google, so we have to tell him, you know, yes. you don't yes. do that, but... You know, so that frustration of why is this not um, turning on? Like, why, 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 why is this thing not working? So. Well, again, so you've got this thing with these voice devices that it's either very, very easy, that it's just like on demand, everything, life, right. or it's so hard. So it's it, it doesn't it doesn't match up with human interaction right. as perfectly as social skills, emotional skill learning used to be. So you do have these new twists. And, and gaps. Well, Eli really loves Christmas music. And we got he got that from Mati. Anyone who knows my husband knows where that came from. So we got Alexa for as our family Hanukkah gift. We got our first Alexa, the one that stays downstairs. And so Eli learned that what he could do was teach Alexa to was ask Alexa, Alexa, can you please play Jingle Bells? Alexa, can you please play Santa Claus? Like he's that, and that's what he thought Alexa was for. And that was all he thought Alexa was for. So for a while, that was it. He would just ask Alexa, and and we'd make him ask nicely. And people would say to me, if I asked Alexa anything, it's a machine. You don't have to say please and thank you. And I say, of course I do. He's listening. The same way you have to yes, say please and thank you, you in real life. Do. Because he's listening. So do. we make him say thank you when Alexa does what he wants him to do and things like that. So Eli has learned to speak politely and nicely to her. Um, the pro I don't want to say problem. It's, I guess it's not a problem. But Eli now knows that you can use Alexa for other things because at the age of four, he's watching everything, learning everything. And if Mati and I have a factual debate that we decide to leave up to Alexa to solve, um, we ask Alexa the question, we wait for her answer. But I guess Eli heard that because uh, when now one of us could say something and Eli will say, Alexa, who's right, mommy or daddy? (laughs) That's not what Alexa's for. That's not exactly what Alexa's for. Um, But he'll ask Alexa questions now, too. Um, What does he ask her? That's good. uh, He asks her all sorts of questions. Last night, he asked Alexa, who's in charge of the whole world? And Alexa said she wasn't sure. And Eli said, is it my mommy or is it God? (laughs) And Alexa... (laughs) And this is brilliant. That's amazing. Because imagine, because they're watching you for these factual questions, right. that we might just be raising a whole new generation of question askers. And that's, that they and that's he asks good questions. That's a good question. And I'm like, well, shit, I don't know the answer. Let's see if Alexa does. <laughs> so what's Alexa's answer? Uh, no, Alexa's answer was that she didn't know. She ask told mommy. him again. Okay. She didn't ask know. But, but, you know... There's also stuff that Eli 
doesn't understand as far as talking to Alexa because Alexa responds. And I use dictation on my phone for work a lot. Um, and I'll use dictation to my assistant and I'll talk to text. So I'll, you know, even if it's something like my billing that I'm talking to text or directions to my assistant that I'm talking to text, Eli... When Eli goes to talk to Alexa, he talks to Alexa the same way I would talk to my phone. Slowly. Precisely. Slowly. Yeah. Precisely. With punctuation. <laughs> he, tr- he, says, point. he says, period. <laughs> At the end of everything. Not he, that doesn't know what, he doesn't know what a period no, is. No. <laughs> but he says, Alexa, please play Jingle Bell Rock, period. He's using it appropriately, though. <laughs> yeah. He's learning punctuation really without understanding it written. Either. Right, but he doesn't know. And it didn't ever occur to me until I read the article you posted online that he thought there was a person inside Alexa. So last night I asked him, Eli, who's inside Alexa? And he said, Mommy, Alexa is a very smart machine. And I right. said, oh, I good. said, Eli, you're right. Because there's even the question on FaceTime. But when he's you're four. FaceTiming with, so real, he's a little with older. relatives, they sometimes think at a younger age, at two especially, that that grandparent comes into that screen because they don't understand distance. The, 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 they don't understand time. geography. Right, right. So they're trying to reconcile this two-dimensional image with this person uh-huh. who, um, and there you go with the kissing and the affection and the, you right. know, how do I embrace this representation of this person? Mm-hmm. And well, we think it's sometimes scary. I mean, yeah. when they see the face, you know, at least at first, it, like, Every, they both of my girls clam up, and it's they're excited. Do you want to call Papa? Do you want to call Matt? Do whoever you want to call, and then as soon as they see them, it's like, wait, what's? How'd you get that? How'd you get that? What, who's well, in there? What's it's happening? It's the old Mr. Rogers example. The children thought that um, he he came out of the television, and they're like, do you think Mr. Rogers lives in the television? No, I don't, but I want to know how he gets back in when it's time to do the show. <laughs> so, so again, how kids create the story and the, the explanations around yeah. these experiences are definitely not adult logic. Um, mm. Does she have a gender? You know, and what happens mm. when you when you give it different voices? And again, and he and he decides. So some things he decides. I don't know how it happened, but Alexa's a girl and the TV is a boy. Um, because we got rid of our caveman TV and got a smart TV, and so when we got the smart TV. Eli talks to it. Mm-hmm. Eli talks into the remote, and it puts on what he wants. Um, and so, I don't know how, but well, that got assigned to boy. What makes one a boy? What makes one a girl? Eli's pretty obsessed with what makes someone a girl and a boy right now. So, but it's not going to fit right. for the devices. So he's going to have an explanation. Yeah, or, or he'll have That's to go look, or he'll have to, yeah. or he'll have to think about it. Yeah, or he'll ask, he'll ask Alexa. What about shopping lists? Do you do shopping lists on your on your devices? I don't. Okay, because no. someone said they had to turn it off because their child was adding everything to oh, the wow. shopping list. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, Eli will give instructions. So I a lot of time I'm my biggest struggle in life is work life balance, and you know the. For me, sometimes it's balance 
to be working at home instead of in my office, but that means my kids see me working. Eli tells people you go to jail for not paying your child support. (laughs) Eli tells complete strangers, you better listen to my mommy or she's going to tell the judge and you're going to go to jail. I mean, all sorts of things, which is great, which is totally awesome. But, but But part of that is I have a full-time staff who are in the office when I'm out of the office. So I may say on my phone in a text that I'm dictating, please tell Alyssa to change this appointment or whatever it is. And Eli thinks that he can do the same with Alexa. So he'll say, Alexa, please tell my daddy to come home before I go to bed. Or Alexa, please tell my mommy that Sammy is upstairs crying. Like, he thinks it's a messaging device, yeah. too. Yeah. They don't, he doesn't quite understand Someday the differences. <laughs> well, it already is. He learned how to call his friend on Alexa. There oh, there's a whole um, other option. Which I have one more. Th- I was like, oh my God, somebody's this listening. Is, there's somebody answering. This attributes and the I millennial didn't, generation. No. I, mean, I, I didn't know he could do it. I didn't know he figured it out all by himself. All by himself. And. I have one more. There was somebody like Alexa on the phone. Device, I didn't even know a trick to share, and then I want to close with parent use. So the the other tip was somebody in our class said that her child was struggling with the potty training reminders. Time to go potty. You need to sit on the potty. See if the pee pee wants to come out. And he was he was going into resistance mode, and so she brilliantly employed Alexa to be that a is potty brilliant. partner. And she said, "Would you like me to ask Alexa to give you a?" potty reminder Very in smart. 20 That's seconds. Really smart. And, and he said, yes, I would. And so then Alexa was there to remind the child to try That's to brilliant. say Very smart. Yeah. So again, there. this has potential That's like none really of us have smart. ever imagined. I didn't even think so. There, wow. there, That's there a will good be one. parenting yeah. tools that can emerge from this. Yeah. But let's just finish with any self-awareness choices you've made about your device use. Again, as you said, how, how you speak to machines, um, whether you need to be respectful or not respectful. How uh, There are value choices. Um, if you, you know... Anyways, how do you, do you does someone use them when do you have to, when you have to work? You know, how do you explain that to your child that I have to be connected and do you ever unplug completely? I Andrew and I both work constantly. We have three working moms and, at the table, so. And especially my husband, I mean, he has the computer out always. We fall asleep with the computer. It's it lays in, it's in bed with us. We wake up with it. I mean, so, and the girls know, I mean, mostly our three-year-old, not our little one, doesn't really quite get it yet, but she she knows, and she says, you know, what are you doing today? Mommy and Daddy have to work. We have to go to work. We have to do some work. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and she totally gets it. And then usually at some point while one of us has our computer on our lap or a phone or whatever we're doing, she comes up, she likes to, to write her name on the computer. So that's her, the new thing. So she'll climb into one of our laps and she wants to, to type out. So that's fun when we're prepared for it. And it's really not fun when we have things open and she kind of just like pounces right. on it and is ready to start typing. And then our little one sees pushing wants buttons to do the same. and wants to just push buttons. And we're, we have to, you know, wait a second, hold on, let's see what we have open. Give us a second to, yeah, yeah. to do this. But I mean, that's, you know, what is during the, during the week, it's okay because not, 
neither of us are really working while they're awake in front of or in front of them because we're doing it outside of the house and but on the weekends it happens and, and again it's they just, are seeing we don't this have a reality choice. of devices in beds in bedrooms maybe in bathrooms you and know I, devices are yeah. everywhere omnipresent i do the one thing i just want to say about that is reminding Everyone that we have, uh, you know, we have this commitment to find the right way to explain work, work to our children, right. you mm-hmm. know, because that is such a big part of our lives. We want them to understand it. Your techni- your, your grown up technology use. We have a grown up technology use problem in our house and we both readily admit it's a problem and we work on the balance. It's hard It's really hard because sometimes the solution is to physically not be present there because there are times that work just has to come first. And that's a hard question, but that's a legitimate question. That's a really hard not present or partially present. So one of the things I'm trying to do is is work on that balance. And so if there's a day that I've already been in the office all day. I'll stay an extra hour, I'll stay an extra two hours, and I'll try to do what I can do then. That way, the next day, if I'm going to get some extra time home, I have that time home not connected. Um, I got made aware that it was a problem, of course, by my four-year-old who took my phone out of my hands and said, Mommy, pay attention to me. Do not look at your phone. And we're happy and that And that's, he like, was, really sad. But, we, but thank goodness for the children who say it out loud mm-hmm. yeah. and oh, do it. Because right. the research is pretty clear that, especially by the time they get to elementary, this is their biggest complaint. I wish my parents didn't work as much. I wish my parents gave me their attention. Right. I wish my parents were not connected on their devices as much. Yeah. So there, I mean, that will be the new challenge, yeah. and how you manage negotiate that is a podcast of its own. But right. I'm totally. glad, but, and but, I applaud him for And he for said it. He says, he says, Mommy, don't look at your phone. Mommy, don't look at your phone. And he'll, he's perfectly fine to say it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and sometimes, and sometimes I say, Eli, you're right. Let me put it. Let me finish, let me finish this, this. Yeah. and let me pay attention to you. And sometimes I say, Eli, sweetie, I came home, but I have to do this at the same yeah. time. So you just have to wait one or two more minutes or whatever it is. And there might mm-hmm. be times when you have to have that phone basket where you might have to Absolutely. have those times where you say, you know what, I'm going to put my phone here so that I do not check it. And bedtime. Yeah. We've decided that bedtime is always phone free. There are certain times that are just. Blanketly phone-free pretty much no matter what. Um, Okay, Jess, adult use, and then we have to get to the I mean, I totally feel super guilty, for sure. I mean, and hearing that, like, makes me sad because I think that if my son was old enough, he would would articulate that, Um, you know, because he does, he gets angry, he'll scream, like, if I'm not focusing on him, and it, like, makes me so sad that, like, but I, but, you know, I have to understand that there does need to be a balance, and I think every, every person in this generation struggles with that Mm -hmm. because you want to be able to give your, your all to work, but you also want to be able to be a mom and give your all to, to that, so it's kind of like it's super hard to to balance and then do it where you're kind of you know appeasing everyone well you can't unplug completely that's never no. that's not nobody wants to take you to no. the especially the way things yeah. are now people need an an, an, um, an immediate response and you don't have that luxury to say to your, your son I mean, my, my two-year-old sweetheart i need a minute yeah. um let me just respond yeah. he's gonna ah you know, it doesn't work that way. But again, I you know, I don't know how they you learn do this. that though. Yeah. Because that comes. At two, my son could not have waited. And now he'll say, 
I, he'll turn to Alexa. He'll say, Alexa, how long's a minute? Alexa, tell me when a minute has gone by. Oh, well, that's very You know, true. he's timing me. He's timing me. But it's okay. I, the fact that he can even say, okay, I can wait is a huge deal right. for us. And, and all that I want to say is conversation about I it. need you guys to just, I mean, everybody mm-hmm. out there, not you personally, but the idea of eye contact, you know, the idea mm-hmm. that even if it's 15 minutes every hour, even if it's some yeah. amount of time, is that this is a generation that um, that does prefer machines and right. um, and and. And, and robot but it interactions. But is a solution how you say to, you know, speak to, when your child is watching something, to talk to them about it. So, like, you could talk to them about it and then have your phone, like, I hide my phone all the time. Like, oh, he doesn't You can't see. hide from your <laughs> children. Yeah, it's worse. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm watching a show with it. Like, no, 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 no. He knows. That's my last note. That's my last note. That's not a try. I'm sorry. You're fooling yourself only. <laughs> oh, they know. blanket. No, they know. He's not telling you if you ha- they you, know they know trust me they know if you had mine he'd tell you okay mine will tell you it has to be the same how have you got this for right here for right now how have, have you got this technology in your household have you got it managed i uh, <laughs> depends on the day mm-hmm. and when it's and when you've got it it's because when we've got it it's because we follow our routine and we keep i mean we keep our screen time to the bedtime routine to our travel time in restaurants and yeah. you follow your own rules right? we follow our own rules whatever works for us and yeah. sometimes they change as the day goes on stacy how do you the routine this? helps so much because when you talk about limiting it because in our house it's always a conversation of how do we limit it um it becomes well we're going to put it in the routine and that's going to be the majority of when it happens and when we follow through with that it's, it's a okay. great thing it's okay to cheat and we get derailed yeah, we talk about technology right. as a diet it's not about um, complete not having it at all right. it's about managing quality quantity well and with and the new ways of technology there are things that at least to me seem less offensive than other things it seems less offensive to me that my and, and this is personal but for whatever reason it seems less offensive to me that my child has a conversation with Alexa and asks her what I think are pretty brilliant questions, um, I find that less offensive than him watching what would otherwise be crap TV going on his iPad. Veggie, going into a veggie um, state. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, you pick and, you pick and yeah. choose. Yeah. It, he used to only watch crap TV. Like, whatever well, I was love on. The questions thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever I mean, was on we, Disney. Yeah, the whatever was on Disney Junior. But now he's like obsessed with he the history channel. He wants to be channel. challenged. Yeah. I love it. Okay. How have you got this? Jessica? I totally agree with all them. I mean, I mean, I don't really do much scheduling because it's just kind of. I mean, I guess it's scheduling without even talking about it, scheduling. It's just, you know, if we're in camp or if we have an activity, then obviously we're not home. We're not using anything, and I'm not. Um, so that's really good. But then, of course, if, we, if we're at dinner or at nighttime, yes, that's just what we do. And also, if I need to go to the bathroom, um, you know, or, you know, it just it has to be. Like, I just need to have it. has spoken. to be. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Um, but, but we, we yeah, limiting is, is definitely something to do in the near future. Thank you all so very, very much. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. 
We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.